Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, podcast listeners. Dave here. Did you know we had a wiki? Because we do. You can find it on our website, thedragonfriends.com, and read or take part in documenting the Dragon Friends adventures in over 250 pages, managed by an editor who recently described it as a terrible place she regrets taking part in. Here's the show. Somewhere in the shadow fell an explosion. <laughs> and then a ringing tone. For you see, a portal has collapsed. <laughs> and an explosion Sorry, has and an explosion has ripped th- a ringing tone. Sirenscape. Excellent. Um, an explosion has ripped through the Winter Palace of the Shadow Fell on the plane of existence known as the Abyss. The culprits? Four strange adventurers who call themselves the Dragon Friends and a strange crystal necklace capable of transmuting stored energy into rifts between the known worlds. Friezo, Bobby, Filge, the last thing you see before you fall to the ground is Wahoofaberry, Bushu, and your incredibly handsome friend Baston disappearing into a circle of light before the portal collapses with a sonic boom that throws you all to the ground. Oh, boom. Was that Baston? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he's gone, right? Yeah, but that was what the last thing you heard before as that, he went as he went through the Is that what he did a lot as he went through the portal? What he did he went, say? Oh, and I thought I thought I thought Ben would do the boom, but I I did it just just in case he didn't. <laughs> so you so you all let's move on. <laughs> That's right, Baston has gone through the portal to who knows where, and as the ringing in your ears slowly fades, um, you hear underneath it a tinny voice that you now recognize as your mostly useless shipboard computer and AI construct called Logan. Hey, guys, guys, can you hear me? Can you, they've, they've blocked my teleport cells. I can't summon you back. Hey, where's Baston? I've got no live readings of Baston. Yeah, he jumped Is through he... a portal. Oh, okay, that's fine. I thought he was dead. That's cool. Anyway, if he's another plane that time, look, they're taking me to Primus. They're towing me. They're towing the heart of glass. They've put wheel clamps, space wheel clamps on it. Wait, do you have wheels? No, it's a, I was trying to put it in context that you could understand. We're from the whole time he land. <laughs> if, what, it, you don't have clamps and wheels? Wait, but Who's if you saying? were towing something, you wouldn't clamp the wheels. I mean, he makes a good point. Because the wheels are required for towing. No, we're... Kicking that's up like a dropping lot of space box. That's, that's like dropping an anchor and then tugging a boat. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> We're going to make the rules. It's Jane Steyer and he's towing me to Primus. So that's bad news. Hey guys, the good news is, even though I can't get you back, uh, I got to make it real quick. Um, look, there's a there's a plane liner uh, called um, the Saturnine. How am I going to pronounce that? Uh, I think you've just made that choice unilaterally. All right, Cannon. The Saturn 9 that's docked at the abyss near your location. It's one of a kind. Get on board the Saturn 9 and 
just kidding, that was it. And then he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> and all of your braces go dead. It seems that Steyer has made good on his promise and towed the heart of glass out of this plane of existence. Now, these were small, short-range teleporters, so you were now trapped on the abyss. Oh, but. Um. Ah, oh, man! Shaking your feet to... Cl- um, shaking your head. <laughs> what the fuck? No, no, oh. we play a bit of hokey-pokey, <laughs> I understand. Shaking your head to clear it, you stagger to your feet. Uh, perhaps empowered by some lingering effect of Wahooverberry's necklace, the three of you are quicker to rise than the infernal host around you, but already you see signs of life. Barbarous and his fiends are stirring. The doors outside and the relative safety of the Shadowfell beckons. Baston is who knows where, and for the first time in what seems like years, it is just the three of you again. I think we run and get out, and I know a safe place we can hide. Uh, Frizo is saying this to a bobby-shaped cloud. I have already ran. (laughs) (laughs) Bill just like, oh, sorry me was so quiet before. When we were flying through space, I leaked my my bracer and my tongue got stuck on it in the cold. (laughs) So do you mean the whole last two episodes yeah. Bill's just been like... Ugh. Yeah. Uh. That's right. And, and nobody now remarked. the light from the, the, the heat yeah. from the portal has made uh, my, my tongue unstuck. So if anything, she's, anything Phil just chatty now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, can we go back a second? <laughs> <laughs> were, there some, were there some sweet zingers you wanted to lay on us in the last ep that... I mean, in the last adventure <laughs> that we missed out on, Filch? But uh, you're saying that to a Filch cloud of dust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, I guess Frizo, Frizo runs as well. And can we run back to. Is there a place we're running to in particular you had in mind, Dave? No, it's my <laughs> choice. Where did you That's how go? it works traditionally. I'm uh, following Bobby. I would like to run back to my agent's office. Yeah, okay, cool. So the portal that he opened for you in a filing cabinet is still open. Not that much time has passed. Um, it was, again, as I said, just outside the Winter Palace. So you're able to scramble sweatily back into that small square of light um, and in, you find yourselves crawling out into a very cramped space of a small um, fiend's office. Um, Frizzy this- boy! I, I knew you'd be back. I, know, I knew you'd want to come and, come and see uh, uh, my wares again. Uh, I've, I've booked a gig for you. In the me- that's how fast I move. Bobby Silver? Robbie Silver. Robbie Silver. Robbie Silver. If you want gold, better bloody start with silver, you know? That's how you remember it. Robbie, what's this gig you've got for us? You know, I was really hoping there wouldn't be any follow-up questions Yeah, what is this gig you've got for us? Uh, Well, it's not strictly speaking... um, Because I've got notes here and I don't see any gig, but... (laughs) That sounds a lot like a quest hook. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, that that, that did seem like you had a big yellow exclamation mark above your head. (laughs) And now that we've had this conversation, I, I mean... Look, it's not strictly speaking, I know you're an adventurer and I know you like doing all that stuff. So look, you know, when Yulmus comes around, I don't know if you've ever been uh, to any of the big markets when Yulmus comes around. But what they like to do, I've seen this before, is for the children. Uh, when, they, when they come and they want to get an etching done um, with Father Yulmus. And there are, some <laughs> there are some beings that sort of stand either side... Anyway, it's a gig that's... No, it's not slated for another six months or so, but I'm just letting you know that if you wanted to take that gig... So, wait, in this world, my manager has booked me a you gig are, as a Christmas elf in six months' time. I'm very good. 
I just want to show you that I move fast, and I didn't send you that in a dream. Tell you that much. I was going to put it in a, you know, um, I have got it down here is to send it to you in a dream, and I'm going to cross that right off the list right this second. Watch me cross it out. Robbie, can I ask one more thing before we get on our way? Yeah. You said as well, as you threw us through that portal, you said that I was now a, a hexblade warlock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I do have that. Yep. And that's that's sort of you wrote that in the book of eternal lies or whatever. So that's. Yeah. That's sort of that's sort of what I am now. That's what you are. Do, do you know what that is though? Because I feel like, mm. at, at, like like my warlock powers are sort of my thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. And if you've changed that, so I think I can answer this question for you, Fraser. Um, no, no, yeah. Ben, give it a crack. <laughs> yeah, as your as your jobs has, has been rewritten in the Tome of Lies um, as a hexblade, you this means that you now that you've lost your familiar, your Connection to your patron is through the sword that he gave you. Mm. Uh, that's also granted you some new powers. I think that you um, can use... Well, uh, I tried to Google it before. Yeah. And then it just came up with regular warlock. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to find it. So that's in Xanathar's, I think, Book of Everything. Oh, which is this one. Yes. See, okay. But I think I've already put notes all over your character sheet for you. Uh-huh. All right. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Dave. Yeah, you oh, see. what you've done is you've crossed out Dark One's Blessing. Yes. Mm. And you've crossed out Dark One's... Uh, oh. Yes. So I lost a bunch of things. You have. But you've gained a really <laughs> nice sword. Filge, great to see you. Great to see that your tongue got unstuck. That's nice. You got any gigs for Filge? Oh, 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 no. Me looking for new management. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I'm sort of... Me was with Robbie Bronze, but... Robbie Bronze! <laughs> to be honest, bit rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'll let you know if anything comes up. Bobby, love to see you. Listen, Where's... Silver, we're uh, looking for the Saturnine. I think it's a ship or something. Is that... Do you know anything about that? Saturnine... Oh, you've, you've stumbled across my, uh, my, side, uh, my side hustle. And he takes, he's got like one of those like name Toblerones on his desk that says... It's not called a <laughs> name <laughs> Toblerone. I ate it. So that, to say that suggests that Ben Jenkins recognises chocolate brands before basic shapes. <laughs> But, that, but that's all about which thing you learned first, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, for, so for Ben, when when it, when it was taught what a, like a triangle prism looks like, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, get it, yeah, that's the that, that's the Toblerone one. Yeah. Well, anyway, he takes that, he flips it over, and it says, um, Robbie Robbie Silver, uh, travel agent. Yeah. And um, he hands you four of four of those. He peels off, um, and he, and he waves in front of you four of those thin cardboard gold rectangular Hershey bar looking things that, <laughs> that you use to get access to a vehicle. He goes, um, yeah, it's at the dock. It's at the dock right now. You guys want to go on a little bit of pleasure cruise and take you guys for uh, the, uh, the Grey Nomads type, but go for it. Don't you have a ship? Yeah, we're just taking a little break. Oh, well, you enjoy it. It's the best. It's the only. Well, if you want to buy a ship, Robbie Silver. S- start gold class. Look, I haven't been doing it for a while, so... I haven't worked it, worked it out. So... We need to go to the docks. We need to pay you or...? Yeah, you need to pay me first. He's offering to sell you tickets. Oh, you're offering to sell... How much are these tickets? Oh, let me just check my file of facts. It's called Dave. Um, so he shows you um, three tickets on option. Third class, second class and first class. Now, you guys don't have any money on you except, I think, Freezer, you have a bag of rubies. I have 270 rubies left because I already had to give you 30 because that was your cut, you piece of shit. <laughs> Um, great. Okay, so uh, if you wanted first class, that would cost you approximately 80 rubies each. Um, it would be about 50 rubies for second class and about 25 rubies for third class economy. And there's three of us? So 75, 150, or 240. 
Uh, well, I've only got 270 rupees and rubies, and I assume that we all want to be able to buy things once we're on the boat, right? Oh, guys, once you're on the boat, it's all it's all the packages. You can well, eat. You we can want, eat. but we want to be able to have spending money for gambling and whatnot on the boat, right, Phil? Cannot stress enough. We'll not need spending money. Yeah. All expenses paid. Bobby, Phil, do you agree? Um, I would like to go first class. <laughs> a, there's a little chap who knows what he wants, Filge. <laughs> yeah, you me, put me, on the... me, is there a masseuse on board? Oh, there's, there's a masseuse. But is there I... a tongue doctor? Yeah, oh, you're going to really need... Because I wasn't going to say anything because I'm, I'm, I'm polite, but you are, you are bleeding a lot <laughs> from your <laughs> mouth. Uh, Ro- <laughs> Robbie Silver goes on. Robbie Silver peels off two tickets. <laughs> Imagine thinking that not commenting that someone is bleeding from their mouth is politeness. As opposed to, like, basic human concern. <laughs> it's how I was raised. Ro- uh, Robbie Silver peels off um, two first-class gold tickets, and 160 rubies later, he's given it to you. As he looks at your diminishing pile of rubies, he goes, but good news is for you, Frizo, because I know that you were just before explaining about how you were feeling a bit economically conscious. These are not package deals. So if you want to travel third-class, save a bit of that scratch. Uh, and obviously that's, you know, where you save money, I save money, I'll just, I'll take 20% of that, just, uh, that's the back end, don't worry about that. Um, anyway, if you want that, I can give you this third class ticket for 25 rubies. Or up to you, you know, you put on the Ritz with, the, with your best friends. Would you, do, would you do me a second class ticket for 40 rubies? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you suddenly question the marker, but it's too late. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 40 rubies later and you have a second class compartment you both have the um, executive compartments and he um, s- sends you off to I suppose oh an, an elevator I guess How yeah, yeah go to the elevator oh guys one thing on these cruises um, it's all it's all expenses paid but they tend to have outbreaks of just chronic diarrhea you know <laughs> not f- you know that's just an observation about cruise ships <laughs> that's not that's not again there's not, not a, a quest hook not a quest hook there just saying, just stay away from the shrimp at the buffet. Do you want us to solve this mystery of the chronic <laughs> diarrhea? We'll do it. <laughs> uh, he whisks you away to some kind of abyssal elevator, which takes you up to uh, the top circle of the abyss. This is the uh, Shadow Prime, and there you can embark. Um, and you can see, actually, docked on a there's a sort of a giant tower leaning just off the side, um, making it look incredibly unbalanced, this circle of infernal delights. And at the top of that tower is a small observation deck, and leashed to that tower is the largest anything that you have ever seen, a giant monstrosity of a ship uh, glistening with pylons, strange architecture, um, gothic flourishes. It looks like... Uh, no, there is no... Glistening with shrimp. Glistening with <laughs> shrimp. Um, and there is a steady crowd of not just demons and fiends, but creatures um, of all walks of life, humans, demi-humans, and the stranger races, all queued in kind of orderly fashion next to an embarkation plank. <laughs> um, and just to be clear, is this, is this a <laughs> spaceship or is it like a dirigible? It's like here, it's a spaceship. It's in l- such low orbit of such a weak centre of gravity is the abyss that it is floating at tower level. Yeah, right. Okay. So is, there's, a, there's, there's a weak amount of gravity in the abyss? So could we jump from here onto the ship? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, Dave? But by all means. There's such low gravity, Dave. Why can't they jump, Dave? Give it a go. Give it a go. (laughs) All right. I'm going to (laughs) jump. Just while this is happening, Bobby walks to his first class cabin. Yeah, there's no line for first class, right? There's Uh, two two porters. 
Yep, there's actually a small rip curtain, and there's one sign that says first class, and one, one row says second and third class. Is, is jumping acrobatics, would you say? What did you get? I got an 18 you plus break 2 your legs. is 20. <laughs> <laughs> How do you break your legs in space? All right. Um, Atrophy. <laughs> do I hit my legs on themselves? You yeah. guys are queuing um, in the first row queue, which moves pretty quickly. Ah, board! So, well, uh, and, and a quickly a waiter comes up and says, board, madam, and hands you all cocktails. And a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Excuse me, I would like some shrimp in this, please. Let me just uh, shrimp that up for you, madam. And he pulls out of a bum bag <laughs> a fistful of shrimp. And a warm shrimp. <laughs> that is not the way you should serve shrimp. It's a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> A fistful of shrimp is not a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> and we have the name of the episode. Um, so, Frizo, while you are waiting in the much more cramped, larger queue for se- um, second and third class, you suddenly feel a gnarled hand on your shoulder, covered in rags. No, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like human contact. And he says, he says, beware! Uh, you spin around and you see a figure dressed um, as a sort of... Um, Do you think he looks like Jafar in, at the start of Aladdin? I think it's more like a, a kind of... Um, Do you know I was like 12 when I worked out there with the same person? <laughs> Jafar and Aladdin are not the same person. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fight club situation. <laughs> he looks, like, he looks like a kind of mad anchorite. But in that whole movie, you never see Jafar and Aladdin in the same room. Except several times, but yeah, you're right. Wait, so who are the same people? No, it's Abu and Aladdin. Do you actually... Do you, guys, his title do, you guys, do you guys know the actually the really cool fact about Aladdin is that in that movie they never say the word genie? Not once. That's a lie. That's a lie. His <laughs> yeah, name is Genie. The character's name is Genie. <laughs> yeah, but they never say it. Anyway. Um, yeah, they, they call him Robin who, the whole time. Who are the two people the same? They call the him Mr. William. The man who's like, you know the golden rule, that guy is Jafar. No, that's just like no, a the guy old man who looks Arabian like Nights is the genie. No, not the old man who sings Arabian Nights. The old man who's like, <gasps> give me some fucking Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh my god, do you think Jasmine's tiger is the same tiger that is the mouth of the Cave of Wonders? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so he says all of this happens. <laughs> all of this happens in Frizo's head. <laughs> Because he saw, uh, he saw Aladdin briefly in the back of a limousine in Shadowrun. <laughs> and he has some questions. And actually, w- well done, making this part of the world. Part of this world. Um, um, the mad anchorite looks... What little mermaid! <laughs> you idiot! Wait, a little mermaid and Aladdin in the same universe? I assume they are. They never go under the sea. The anchorite. Also, the lyric is part of your world. We should never do this twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he says, he says, beware! <laughs> he says, that ship is cursed and it should leave the dock and go backwards it came. Where's that? Oh, well, it's not here. <laughs> Carcosa! And he starts screaming, Carcosa. Uh, Dave, I would like to do, what is the check to see if someone's crazy or not? <laughs> Uh, perception. Give him a sniff. Uh, that's a seven plus perception uh, with zero. Zero. So seven. Um, impossible to tell. Surprisingly, freezer. What's your charisma? Uh, no, the perception. Oh, actually, no. I'll make. Um, you can make just a straight charisma check for me. So add your plus. That's oh, eleven. Right. Um, so in that case, you um, 
He seems mad. He seems uncomfortable. But there is a, that uncomfortable glint that suggests a kernel of truth. Oh. How do you know that this ship is cursed? Tis written in the stars. And then he's dragged away. By who? By guards, by porters. What do the guards say? They oh. say, oh, all right, that's enough of that. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You're, 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 <laughs> shut up. You're, you're being very rude. And yeah. then he drags him away. And right, as he is dragged away, you see a kind of foppish man with no chin. And he goes, he was telling the truth, though, you know. The ship does come from Carcosa. All right, I'm going to do a sanity check on this guy as well. Is this, is this Frizo's new thing, rolling a dice to see if he likes people? Sure. Uh, I rolled a three, so I guess I like him. Um, The madness he speaks of, the curse he speaks of, how does it express itself? Oh, yes. Well, that's just, that's just crazy man talk, you know. You know, you have something come from Carcosa, and all of a sudden everybody's going... Oh, no, it's cursed. Just because people disappear, which they do, you know, they disappear <laughs> on the ship. On most voyages, people will just go missing, but they go at port. Wait, you just told me he was telling the truth. Yeah. I said he was telling the truth that it came from Carcosa and that some lesser, you know, second class, I just third hate, class I, people. I hate you so much. And he's in the first class row looking... He, yeah, he's actually sash. glaring at you over the sash. Okay, I am going to quickly cast my instantaneous disguise self and become this guy. You, he's watching you. I, you always do this. I'm going to become him. While okay. he watches you. Okay. Yeah. Go. Yeah. You break both your legs. <laughs> no, roll the dice. Roll the dice. Uh, that's a four. No, wait. No, it's it's it's, it's just his self. saving. His saving throw, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, it's a three. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I win. Um, all right. It, then no, no. Um, give me a second a to work out what this means. Because uh, the dice don't lie. I rolled a four and you rolled a three. Is it a, not opposed charisma or something? <laughs> no, I think what this means is um, he looks at you for a second and he breaks into a smile. Uh, because you, even though you idiot that you are, you have used, he's amused by your parlor tricks. And he goes, well, I said, that's funny. That's me. Yeah, that's very good. I'll tell you what. Why don't you come and dine with me and Martha and Precious Botherton tonight? I would love to. Guards, guards, there's an imposter here who's taking my space in the first class line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I sneak into the line. No, two, no, two guards show up. Yeah. You called for guards, right? Yes. Two guards show up and they go, uh, what? What's he saying? What's oh, 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 oh. Uh, well, he says that ha, he's an imposter, uh, but I'm the, here's my first class ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, D- Dave, everything you, seems to be in order. Uh, so I would just like to see your, see your ticket. When you cast Disguise Cell, yes. do you get that ticket as well? No. <laughs> just like to have a look, quick look at your ticket there, sir. Just go. Do you know what? It's actually fine. It's a little prank. And it reminds me of my days when I was at silly man school, <laughs> when I was raised. So now, then, uh, I, I realise, sir, that this might be a jape that you are enjoying, but <laughs> all passengers must have tickets. Oh, yeah. Well, he has a second class. Oh, show, second show, class? Show him the yeah, I, sh- I show the guard my ticket and say, what are you selling upgrades for? Mate, um, you, you're, you better be lucky that I'm not downgrading you, because I can do that. Yeah, so no more funny business, impostering, 
All right, there's enough nonsense goes on around here that we don't need... What, what was that? Dave, do we need to move on or can I disguise myself as this guard? <laughs> <laughs> you can, but like, you're not yet on the ship. They can still <laughs> refuse all your right, ticket. All right, okay. No, I mean, like, you can do whatever you want, okay? I don't need this. Um, <laughs> if I would encourage you from this point on... Let Frieza be Frieza, all right? Any, any r- railroading that I have done from this moment on in season four, where I have tried to keep you with the party, stop you from getting killed, I am not going to do that anymore. So, what do you want to do? This is like when your parents just say, no, it's fine, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just go. I don't care. Uh, how long do I have to wait in line? The, not long, five minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, no, I'll, I'll wait in line. <laughs> How very big of you. <laughs> uh, soon you make your way up onto the greeting deck, of the, which is actually a sort of beautiful deck with some cocktails to be laid out and some wine. Is do we get lays? People. No, uh, do you get lays? Do you we know, get laid? Uh, flower necklaces. Flower necklaces, mm. space flower necklaces. I think you get complimentary cruise whites. So everybody comes up to you and they have a little Ooh. suit that they've tailor-made to you that isn't like cruise whites. Do, what does Frieza get? It's like a P. Diddy white party. It's just like a nice, it's fancy. It's a fancy cruise. Do, do I, does Frieza get them as well? Um, second class. Uh, no, you get a lay. What do they look like? Is it a, is it a trousers and a shirt? You know, you know, you know the, you ever watch Jag? Yeah. A bit like that. <laughs> we're, we're, Wait, oh, like, we're like members of Sea Org? Mil- yeah. Yeah, got it. Interesting. Wait. Do you mean it's like Jag but without any of the military accoutrements? No, but so it's, it's got some nice lapels suit. and, oh, okay. you know. So they're dressed in vaguely militaristic. All right. Yeah. Um, Epaulets? Do I have Epaulets? Oh. No, I spilled my cocktail on mine. Can I get another one, please? <laughs> and then, like, oh, should we describe what the, like, porters and... Yeah, um, um, yeah so actually, as you make your way up as well, you can see um, down below um, <gasps> some little scurrying creatures run forward and they grab bags out of people's hands. Are you guys going to give them your backpacks or anything? What do they look like? They're um, strange hunched over they're wearing incredibly sort of um, tight jumpsuits and they seem sort of sodden glistening but they're keeping their heads down so that you can't see them but there's there's something looks a little strange about them well um, I just hold on to my bag Um, okay the rest of them sort of grab them and they uh, bags and then a tall man in a uniform of an officer with a brilliantly liqueured paper mask obscuring his face um, imperiously points at them and they cow back and then they race the bags into a cluttered hold in the side of the ship. Uh, this is all happening below you. Meanwhile, um, one of the another officer wearing one of the masks walks up towards you. Are you the lady who wanted another suit? Yes, and another cocktail, please. Did you spill one on the other? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I feel like that's pretty obvious. <laughs> Use the clues. Uh, there will be one waiting in Madam's room. What about my room? <laughs> <laughs> No, I... Uh, mm. And then he kind of just thinks better of it and goes, yes, and I will send one to your room as well. A thousand apologies. Did Madam spill her cocktail as well? Oh, very much so. <laughs> um, you guys going to make your way to your rooms? Yes. yes. All right, in bur- um, encumbered still by your bags, you make your way through sipping cocktails and you guys find yourselves in some charmingly laid out compartments uh, with beds, about two to three rooms each. Uh, you've all got a sort of private suite. Do we have um, an adjoining door just so that we can check in on each yeah, other? Yeah, you guys have an adjoining door. Um, right. and Hello! Hi! <laughs> I'm already wearing my robe, but it's too big. <laughs> 
Hing, as you make your way down, uh, they give you directions and point you down to second class, which is fine. Second class is still pretty good, right? It's fine. Um, and How many stars it's are we like talking? It's like a quest. <laughs> the phone rings in Christo's room. The poor, the only, and, he's, and, um, and the officer um, who's in leading your group goes, now unfortunately we're at full capacity. Uh, there is 20,000 souls on board the Carcosa, uh, on board the Saturnine. So uh, unfortunately in second class you will be bunking. Um, and bunking? Yes, that is correct. Well, is there, are there bunk beds? Two to a room. So, so four. It feels like you planned this then. Hmm? Well, if you've installed beds... No, 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 no. no. It seems like you didn't overbook. It seems like this is part of your business model. (laughs) (laughs) What, did you just conjure these out of thin air? Yes, it's fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) He breaks your legs. (laughs) (laughs) Freeze Officer, Freeze Officer, Freeze Officer, Freeze Officer. Freeze Freeze Officer, yes. Uh, Yes, uh, you are in uh, room three... Zero six three two nine, and he, your um, guest. Your oh, that's the, the six numbers. Your co-bunkie. Do is I need to remember that, Dave? Uh, it's three zero. If you want to get back to your room, yes, three zero seven <laughs> three six two nine. And uh, did wait, you, you said that you said it <laughs> wrong. Yeah, you said it different. Three zero. Yeah, three, it's magic. Three. <laughs> three what? Okay, that cannon. Three, what is it? What is the number? Zero, three, five. Four, eleven, six, nine, two, nine, 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 nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, you wrote. <laughs> That's good. Yes, How you spell you're, that. I just wrote fart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your, cabin, your cabin buddy is already bunking down, and with that, he shows. He points to the door and leads the rest of the group off. I I wanna I wanna make a, a like a, a good impression on my new uh, cabin mate. Mm-hmm. So when I go in. Freezer's gonna sort of. I think he's gonna try and be like, cool guy, you know. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't describe it. Just show us what it looks like. Okay, he so, op- so he opens the door, and, and so he o- you open the door, and inside you see um, surrounded by an unnecessary amount of bags with lots of equipment strewn around, including books and papers, an entire uh, weapon cleaning kit, and lots of armor. Is a huge mustachioed dwarf. And to play that dwarf, because you lost your first character due to carelessness, <laughs> is Eden Lacey. So, um, I've given you a level six paladin dwarf. You guys lose your characters. I just come up with new ones. So, You're a creative genius, Dave. This is, um, what did you call him? Hagdas Strength. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Did you throw a dice with letters on it to come up with that? A surname like Strenf suggests that you started writing it and kept feeling it wasn't fantasy enough and just threw on more letters. Um, all right, fine, whatever. Um, he's a, you're a dwarf, paladin, oath of vengeance. You said huge dwarf. What does that mean? Um, very fat. Like oh. a ch- <laughs> like a chode okay, person. Fine. Would he would, would he be spherical? Uh, no, he's just he's just he's just a big boy. How big is his moustache? It's bigger. Is he wider than the moustache? Is balancing. It's very tactical. It makes him look thin. <laughs> Wait, is the moustache wider than his face? Yeah, much wider. Yeah. So it like curls up like this. No, or it's like it's like huge mutton chops. It's like it's like two discs coming out of him on either side. But no beard. It's all just 
clean shaven. It's a real clean chin. Could you put like a pen in there and it would stay? Oh, you could put several pens in. Yeah. Nice. You could put a, you could put a dinner plate on either side. <laughs> so, um, Hagdar Strength looks up at you. Um, good evening, <laughs> traveller. <laughs> yes, I always talk like this. <laughs> Don't look at me so funny. Aye, it's good to have fresh meat on the ship. Why, hello there. My name is Friso. And I trust you always talk like that as well. Yes, this is my voice and how I speak. What was your name? Hagdar Strength. My name's Friso. I'm a very charming man. I can see that by the way you're leaning against the wall. Very charming. I'm... I'm finding myself charmed already. <laughs> Tell me, Frizo. Yeah? What's your uh, destination? I'm here to solve a mystery <laughs> regarding some chronic diarrhea. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> up, upstairs. <laughs> Um, as, as the poor folk lead the simple lives below decks, above decks, the rich, the privileged, the few are enjoying their um, elevenses because the, the officers are putting on a wonderful display. There's, some, <laughs> there's, um, there's <laughs> I was laughing at Ben's um, face. More of the slippery, um, wet, aquatic little fish men. And as you've seen them now closer up, um, in these, underneath these incredibly tight jumpsuits, they're constantly sort of secreting this kind of viscous fluid. Their mouths are fleshy, toothless, and wide. Their skin pallid. Their um, eyelids transparent, and they blink far too much. These little sort of um, men who are called gill men by the officers are rushing backwards and forwards, pr- offering trays of food, um, bringing people their luggage. Basically, I pick one up and put one on my lap. Like I plonk it in front of me, one holding a big tray of food. What do you say? Hello. <laughs> Are you a shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't discuss if they could talk or not, but... <laughs> Would you say this is more of a flounder situation or more of an abu situation? <laughs> or a Sebastian question. situation? Yeah. Yeah. Split as the diff. You, as, you, as you sort of tickle it under its disgusting chin, it sort of uh, giggles and grins and its mouth cracks enormously wide and what you originally thought was toothless you now see that they have rows and rows of razor sharp teeth just recessed very far back in their jaws. <laughs> <laughs> what your name? Me Field. Me got two spare beds if you want to stay in this bed and like maybe we strike a deal, you bring me unlimited shrimp and you can sleep in, in one of my beds. And he kind of like shies away and like kind of shakes his head and gets off your lap and takes the tray and scurries back. I'm going to call you wet boy. <laughs> As wet boy scurries away, meanwhile, Bobby, you are having a, a conversation with the arrivals officer who is again wearing one of these fabulous paper liqueur masks. So, what is going on behind that? Have you injured your face or something? 
Oh, that's... Uh, huh. Well, sir, thank you for the very rude question. <laughs> uh, no, this is the uh, standard uniform of uh, the officers of the Saturn Nine. Um, as uh, you uh, should know from your ticket, uh, uh, the, uh, mm, sorry, uh, sorry, and he just vomits. <laughs> mm, uh, very unwell, and then he gets someone who knows what he's talking about. Um, yep, okay, great. Um, sorry about him. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's just been very sick. Yeah, he's my brother. He's quite unwell. I mean, when you vomit behind a mask, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a nightmare scenario. <laughs> May I ask where Sir is departing? I beg your pardon? Where Sir is departing. Uh, one one uh, 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 boarded, a uh, little bit of nautical talk for you there, uh, at the abyss, we're yeah. about to take off. Uh, where, does, where does Sir... How long will Sir be with us? Uh, well, I will be uh, riding along indefinitely um, here on official business. Uh-huh. I'm investigating a poo mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, um, as one knows, uh, indefinitely is sort of the name of the game here. We do just circle the nine known planes are on a loop, have been for several uh, hundred years. So, yeah, so he explains. Very good hands. He explains to you the Saturn Nine is a giant uh, vessel with a uh, charter that has, for the last two hundred years, made the six-year journey of the nine known worlds, everywhere from the blessed fields six of Elysium years. to the bluffs of Chance, uh, from the House Eternal to the Abyss, from the Feywild, all the way to Primus, the heart of um, Planet Gal. I see. And what's our next stop? Oh, we're four weeks away from Primus, sir. I see, I see. Very good. And then after that? And then after that... Um, the uh, House Eternal. There'll be the House Eternal, of course. House, of, House of Turtle? <laughs> I stick my head through the adjoining door. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the bar, aren't you? The, all the doors are joined if okay. you're in first class. <laughs> you've got a really long you neck. just keep walking. Um, no, madam. <laughs> uh, House of Turtle? Uh, One big then, turtle or lots of little ones? And this is the same person that you spoke to before... And he kind of knows you. He's like, uh, yes, madam, the uh, house... <laughs> Me <of> not madam. <laughs> <laughs> what is going to be accomplished in this episode of the podcast? <laughs> fun times with friends? <laughs> yeah, Dave, I don't know. Yeah, I was just having a fun time laughing at my friends' japes and jokes. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the, uh, uh, yes, madam, the, uh, the, the house of turtles. Um, but four, to, four weeks after Primus... Um, if there's anything good, anything at all, uh, do so indulge us and let us know. And, oh, yeah. well, thank you very much, and I hope your brother recovers speedily. Oh, yes, I uh, know, he's probably fine. <laughs> and with that, he sort of bows in a complicated gesture, um, barks something unintelligible at a bunch of the guild, and <laughs> they scurry off to, to get more desserts for people. Meanwhile, downstairs. A mystery, you see. <laughs> Yes. I well, I happen to be here. What? How? What does one do with a mystery? Like trying to solve it? Yes. Look, I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for a mystery because I found one. It exists. It's undeniable. You see, I'm here on a commission, looking for a missing boy. And that do motherfuckers is what a quest hook looks like. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of red herrings before this point, Dave, to be honest. Did you say boy or boy? We're on a ship, so it's confusing. (laughs) Oh. Do you mean... I I pronounce it buoy myself. So there's... 
it's not a problem for me. <laughs> but for your benefit, it is indeed a boy. A boy, you say? Yes, a living boy who may float, but does not, but wouldn't, you know, if you left him, he would drown. <laughs> And who are you? Are you perhaps this boy's father? No, I Maybe am... Maybe this boy's uncle? I am, uh... I am just a... doer of good. You know... He what? goes on to explain that he is... <laughs> just to be clear while Dave explains, the only <laughs> notes that Eden has is the name, Hadgar Strength, uh, a, a picture of a triangle, and the words Sean and Connery. <laughs> Hagdar goes on. What's to that triangle going to mean? <laughs> Hagdar goes on to explain uh, that he is a uh, a vassal for one of the powerful families of Primus, and that their scion, um, a young boy called Geoffrey Westminster, once travelled on this um, the Saturn Nine and made the journey from Primus all the way to Elysium, but never arrived at his destination. Now this. As we said, this is a six-year circuit, so it took another three years before his family knew that something was wrong. And at that point, they charged you with making this six-year journey yourself, taking out six years of your life to investigate the mysterious disappearance of Westminster. Yes, I've searched the fields of Elysium. Elysium? Elysium. They're lovely this time of year. But I've been on this daggone blasted ship for three years now. Well, actually, they also know that he never arrived in Elysium. He never he made it. He disappeared on the journey. But if the Primus is one month away, then I've been on it for a while. I'm nearly back. You are. Shite. No, so you've been on this. You have been. You've been on it for five years it's and eight It's fucking months. ages. <laughs> I've been on this shite You just hole. added another line to the triangle. Because, no, <laughs> that's a dash. Look, who knows what Don't I'll write. Don't pretend you're writing notes. I am doing things. Oh. Sorry. Oh. This is what Dave's been writing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, indeed, you're one of the few who I can trust, I assume, for you w- have only just joined the ship. Uh, but tell me more of your mystery. Would a m- Getting to look like a real shithead now. <laughs> Would a man who's this charming be a liar to you, do you think? You can trust me. Well, I've but already, I've uh, allow me to illuminate something for you regarding this missing boy. I heard quite a rumor on the docks that this ship, why it's cursed. Listen, there's a lot of rumors go flying around, but I'm not buying any curse. I think someone is responsible for the disappearances. As you can see, I've put things on the walls and there are bits of string connecting things. Yes, I was going to ask, because we're sharing this bedroom now, would you Don't mind touch my that? things! It just seems that I'm paying for half of this room and, you know, it'd be nice for you to keep your sort of string and pictures on your side. Well, it'd be nice to get a massage out for my feet each evening, but it just doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> If I give you a massage, we'll take down... Upstairs! (laughs) Um, The night passes, you guys are let into your... um, By the time you're let into your bedrooms, it's already getting quite dark, and you guys can rest. So if any of you have 
um, taken any damage. The the night passes without incident. You don't need to worry too much about it. About it. And Dave, did any of the wet boys take me up on my offer? Very few to none. How many? None. <laughs> it was a pretty good offer. It was. Makes you think. Uh, no, no, no wet boys visit you. And in the and in the morning, um, you guys are able to join at the communal uh, buffet, which is first and second class accessible. So it's yeah, a- yuck. <laughs> I say, looking at Frieza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fringe, hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Did I, you get I, something caught in your mouth? No, I, I've, I've met a new friend and I wanted to be cool, so I put on a voice. You put on a voice for your new friend. Is this him? <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on here, Frieza, old chum? I've been putting on a voice this whole time. So this is your real voice? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Phil just like, this is your real voice? I think... Me didn't think you could sustain character like that. <laughs> wow. I think so. Or I think this is my real voice. Maybe Frieza got like lockjaw in second class or something. Um, Maybe he turned into a tired storybook elephant. <laughs> quickly make for me a, make for me a perception check, um, Bobby, because you're not having this conversation. You uh, can make it with advantage. Everybody else uh, make it normally. Oh, make it advantage. That's Great. A nine for me, uh, that's please. a ten. All right. Um, you have a good perception, though. His perception isn't your perception zero. Plus three, or is it wisdom? I got 18. 18, all right. Three zones, um, yeah. it, despite the fact that you're bringing this character, or maybe because of it, maybe it grants you new powers, um, you notice the man that you were having a conversation with before with the impossibly high chin, um, who's frantically trying to get the attention of w- the officers who seem to be walking past ignoring him, um, and his awful wife is with him. Who you, did you meet his awful wife? <laughs> because she's not great. <laughs> Calm down, Martha. I'm talking to the man. I'm terribly distraught. I know, but I'm dealing with it. Yeah. No, no, stop, sir. Stop. No, you. And then they walk. They're just ignoring him, yeah. Uh, you, can I, can I get... Uh, excuse me, I will not be ignored. Can you never have Martha, you're making I, a scene. Can anybody understand either of these Yeah, characters? yeah, yeah. Ex- excuse me. Uh, I, Bobby runs up. He's like, um, do you guys need a hand with anything? What's going no, on? No, we need a hand from you. Yeah. Martha, I'm talking to the little man. I'm, I'm right in the middle. It's so unpleasant. <laughs> Just so the podcast understands, Ben sits directly to my right. Eden sits <laughs> directly to my left. They continue. I don't need help from you. I need help from one of these masked bastards. So, uh, Frizo calls over to Bobby. Uh, yeah, and, 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 uh, and says, let's do, the, let's, let's do, a, let's do a trick. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll disguise ourselves as these masked bastards. Oh and yeah, 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 and then we can we can find. We can okay, we we run around the corner behind some plants and um, disguise <laughs> ourselves. You come yeah. back, okay. disguise as plants. So you. Can <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys both have the you have different versions of the disguise self spell. So yeah, you're both. both all right, you disguise yourselves as officers, um, each with sort of paper and liqueur masks, impeccable yeah. dress uniforms, and I guess you throw yourselves in the deep end. Go at it. You yes. One of you, one of you, could somebody please talk to me? Sir, how can I be of assistance yes, to finally. you? Yes, finally. They're a bit shorter than the other ones. They're all roughly the same height. What's going on here? Anyway, look. Please don't make fun of my friend's height. It's deeply offensive. I'm telling you what's bloody deeply offensive. My wife's having a fit. <laughs> you hear that? 
Does Sir, he need a medical can I be assistance? The, can I be the first person to tell you that you deserve each other? <laughs> <laughs> And he's never been talked like this in his life. Was your plan to disguise yourselves and then insult this distraught man? <laughs> no, I said that. I said that sneakily enough that he could think that's a good thing. Oh. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Make a deception check. A DC pet. 15. Or natural 20, baby. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Finally. Thank you so much. Finally, somebody's giving us the attention we deserve. Thank you. Thank you ever so much. Now look here. I've said to at least 15 of you masky bastards that our precious Bonathan has gone missing and nobody seems to care. Our precious Bonathan. Now, precious th- Bonathan. now, now that he uh, says this... Us, we are heads of Sorry, security. now that he says this, you seem to recall that on the other day when they were all boarding, there was a terrible-looking kid in a sailor suit with a straw, uh, a sort of blonde straw bob uh, sucking a lollipop bigger <laughs> than his face. And I know that sounds impossible. But he's did, did, did really he rubbery. Jam it right in there, right or is he there. just licking it? <laughs> I'm he... worried because he's scared and he's very stupid. Very stupid. Oh, just a All right. Dance. Uh, uh, what were your names? Yes. Well, I'm. I'm. I am. That's Martha. And, and this is my husband, Tolstoy. Tolstoy and Martha Kennedy. K N D D. All right, while this is happening... K-N-D-D. So there's no, va- there's, there's no vowels in Sir's name. Well, Don't it- tell me how to spell. I was trained at the finest academies. Finest. Didn't it? While this is happening... Didn't you go to silly man school? While this is happening, uh, Filch, uh, you have been left alone. Um, so you have little, I guess, to do except to talk to Frizo's new friend that he was introducing you to, Hagdar. After the buffet. After they check out the buffet. Do they have any of them hash so browns you get at good yeah. places? Yeah. Is there you a shrimp hash brown or could I fashion one out of shrimp and there's, a hash brown? There's some very cold hash browns and some very warm shrimp. <laughs> I stayed at a hotel recently and there was a hash no, brown at the buffet. And Just I, one? No, yeah. Well, initially, and I didn't. I was really embarrassed to be like, hey, they're getting more of these hash browns and then they brought a whole tray. <laughs> How many did you eat? That story had no middle. And that but, um, was the night that Ben slept at a McDonald's. <laughs> um, you, hello. Uh, Sean Connery, you really must try. <laughs> you really must try Is one. Is your trigger word for that accent? Sean saying Connery. <laughs> yeah. You really must try one of everything. Uh, why try one when one can try two? Wow. (laughs) It seems I've met my match. (laughs) Mentally speaking. (laughs) Um, I guess, uh, yeah, you you find there's something fascinating about this half fork, sure. I seductively uh, get a hash brown and put a pile of shrimp on top and another hash brown and then bite into it. Like Uh, a sandwich? Yeah, like a sandwich. That, you're the using the word seductively there. <laughs> well, S- you're suggest- not there to see it. Yeah, no, but I'm here at the show. <laughs> and it does suggest that Alex Lee has done that very specific thing. My question is, I'm Dave, playing a yep. character. are the prawns de-veined or do we have to do that ourselves? Oh. They're, no, they're, 
They are all deveined, which is good because oh. Phil just has eaten them like candy. Very so good. With the, ta- <laughs> with the little tail on at the end? No. Yeah, but her throat can play it. Or can just... Ah. At what just point will she have to like roll a constitution saving throw against um, magic diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we will have to see. So uh, Tolstoy and Martha are explaining, meanwhile, to these two officers um, that their precious Bonathan, uh, they put him to bed in the cot in their compartment last night. He still sleeps in a cot. I don't know if I mentioned, but it's very stupid. And when they awoke... Uh, they discovered that he was gone and he would never have left the room by himself. He's too stupid. He's far too stupid. <laughs> handles, handles befuddle him. <laughs> They're like an arcane puzzle. I don't know if we're selling how stupid the boy is. And so if you could uh, maybe take us down to the room, we might be able to... Investigate for Finally, clues. nobody else has been helpful. Can I put in an official complaint? Yes, uh, to me. Good, good. Everybody just muttered things and, and raised their hands in religious fervor. Nobody wanted to talk to me. And as he does this, he's leading you down, um, down a sort of winding staircase back to the compartments, and he takes you to his, which looks similar to yours. Opens the door. You see again three bedrooms and a tiny um, cot. Um, that would only have barely contained the child sitting beside their bed. That's where he sleeps. And you, as you see, he's not there. Okay, I'm going to roll uh, an investigation. Make yeah. an investigation check. I'm yep. going to do... What'd you get? I got uh, 13. <laughs> All right. Dave, do you, is this, this looks like it could be some sort of... 16. ...magic trick, because the boy couldn't get out by himself. So I'm going to do an arcana... You're making an arcana check? Arcana check. And you're making a... Which is 16... Oh. Plus five is 21. Okay, so you can't see any signs of magic, um, Frizo. But you, Simon, it's obvious that uh, oh. the, bed, the bed was slept in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby can tell that much. But also, as you um, fiddle with the blankets, they're sodden and damp and greasy. And they're, they're sort of a stickiness comes away on ah. your fingers. <laughs> Sir, um, how old was your child again? Andrew <laughs> Bottles is 10 years old. Okay. Rule that out then. Yep. <laughs> so I believe I have a lead. Um, if you'll be so kind as to wait in the bar, we will come and find you. Yes, well, good. With your I'd son like in to tow. Get drunk. <laughs> Very good, sir. And he just leaves, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's search the rest of the room for. Cl- oh, is Martha gone as well? Goodbye! <laughs> what well developed characters. Martha and. Tolstoy Kennedy. Um, Martha and Tolstoy Kennedy leave you to their room, um, allowing you to further investigate it. Um, Frizo, I think this is a. a we- oh, and your costumes are. Are you still keeping them on? Or? Yeah, just in case. All right. Yeah. Um, I think this might be a wet boy uh, scenario. Oh, so you think that the. Wet boys. Uh, the wet boys are children. Sorry, are we still doing voices or not? I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm just dropped the voice for the moment. Okay, well, I don't, I don't want All to. All right, well, I'll keep mine up okay, then. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, I, I, I was just thinking that if you said they're wet boys, you think all the wet boys then, because there's another man who's looking for a missing boy, I tell you. I see. Maybe these wet boys eat boys. No, I think the wet boys are the boys. <gasps> they're turning boys into wet boys? <laughs> they're making the boys wet. <laughs> There's... They are wetting the boys. <laughs> Not They're... on my watch. They're wetting the boys and feeding them bad shrimp, and that's what's causing this explosive diarrhea. Six years. The distance 
from the blessed fields of Elysium back unto themselves. Six years, the distance that is traveled by Lady Casilda's Ark, the Saturn Nine. Six years in which Carcosa travel and ferry not just those wretched inhabitants of the nine known worlds, but the trade between those planes themselves. And yet, murder most foul and disappearances most strange has been committed while the dragon friends find themselves increasingly not on the hunt. Um, they're doing the best they can. And what of Hagdar's strength? Can he provide the investigative clout that they require? And what of this shrimp that Filch is eating? Will that come back? And what about Frieza's accent? I mean, are we sold on it? Does it seem cool? Are we still on the fence? Impossible to say. For the answers to some of these questions, tune in to the next episode of Dragon Friends. Thank you! <laughs> Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Greiner, and Michael Hinge, and DM'd by me, Dave Harmon, with NPC voices by Ben Jenkins. Shakira Khan designs our website, Beth McMullen edits our podcast, and sound and music this month were provided by Sirenscape's own Ben Looms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.